morning. It's good to see you guys. Happy New Year. Um, someone asked, how long do you keep saying that? And I was like, I don't know. You just say it at least once to somebody that you haven't seen in the new year and then you're done. So I got you guys covered. So happy new year. So I'm really glad you're here. Special welcome to any of you who happen to be a, a first timer. We're glad you're here today. We're glad you chose to be here in worship and you picked a good day to come because we are uh, starting a new series today called Destination. And we're talking about where it is that we believe God wants us to go. Who are we? Who is he? What does he desire from us, and where are we going? And so we're going to be looking at that over the next three weeks in this series uh, called Destination. Uh, if you are a first-time visitor, uh, you should have all of us should have received a bulletin when you came in, and in there's a connection card. We want everyone to fill those out. We want to know that you're here today. We want to know how we can pray for you. We want to know how we can minister to you or any ways we can help you get connected to the church. But then also, if you're a first-timer, hang on to that connection card. And bring it down to the lobby at the end of the service to the hospitality bar. And we have, we'll have someone there who just wants to say hi to you and meet you face to face. And, and we have a gift we'd like to give to you and just say uh, thanks for being here today. Um, and later in the service, uh, the offering, we're going to have communion a little bit later. We celebrate uh, communion on the first Sunday of every month. And we're going to share in communion a little bit later. And uh, you'll have an opportunity to return your offerings and your connection cards uh, when you come to receive communion in just a little bit. Um, I want to say hello to those joining us online. I know we got a lot of people back. We've got people downstairs in the overflow room in the lobby, so hello downstairs. And when we have communion, we'll send a team down there to, to serve you guys as well. I want to let you know about something coming up. You have, if you saw any of our announcement videos before Christmas, you you saw or heard Kelly Barkle uh, talk about something that I want to share with you, and that is we've got a women's weekend coming up, uh, January 25th and 26th, and it's going to be what I believe is, I think, the most powerful and impactful women's weekend that we've had in a long time. It says weekend, but we're not going anywhere and we're not staying overnight. It's here at the church. Um, I guess we just didn't want to use the word retreat. You know, we're just trying to be new and, and cutting edge, I guess. So, um, but it's 25th and 26th. And actually, it's a, the speaker is actually a childhood friend of mine who is, who is going to be here. And um, she has an amazing, amazing story, testimony of uh, how God has worked in her life after the tragic loss of her first three children um, and how she is what God has taught her and shown her and, and, um, and it's going to be amazing. Um, and I, I don't use that word lightly. I, I really believe that God is going to free up a lot of people who are struggling with um, understanding loss, understanding um, disappointment, um, not understanding uh, what it means to forgive and to move on. And so um, I would say any women 18 and up, you're invited. Uh, it's 20 bucks. You get a couple of meals and a sweet t-shirt and you get to know some people. Um, but more than that, I encourage you to invite some people because I'm telling you, you know, and I'm talking to men and women on this, you know a woman who is struggling with forgiveness. You know a woman who is um, trying and, and, and maybe not doing a good job of it, struggling greatly with um, moving forward after, after devastation or, or just um, a, you know, a, a moment in her life or an experience in her life that's just really hard for her to move forward. And so I would encourage you to pray about that and invite that person to come with you. Uh, the best news is that college students, you're free because we know how rich you are. And so... Um, 
always want to take care of you guys. So, yeah. And then the good thing is, also for uh, the gentlemen in the audience, is that Sunday, so the weekend is a Friday night and a Saturday uh, afternoon, and then uh, Sunday morning, uh, Shelly, who is the speaker, Shelly Porter, uh, she'll be here to share that Sunday as well, so everyone will get a chance to hear from her um, on that weekend. So, um, okay, I wanted to tell you that good stuff. We are starting a new series today. And it's destination. And it's no coincidence, obviously, that we're talking about this. It's January 6th. It's the new year. We're all here. A lot of you made resolutions to be at church in 2019. And so good job. You've got one in. So we'll see how the rest of the Sundays go. You've got 51 more to go. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll be there with you along the way. Um, but we're, we're talking about this idea of destination because... And I think most of us know this is true. If you, if you look at your life, if you examine where you've been in your life, I think a lot of us know this. But sometimes it's good to have someone repeat it or maybe offer it to you in a, in a spiritual sense. Like we know it about you know, our careers or we know it about um, you know, school. But in regard to spiritually, I think we might lose sight of this. And it's this. If we don't know where we're going, if we don't know where we're going, if we don't have a destination in mind, then we're going to end up haphazardly just anywhere. Is that right? I mean, a lot, a lot of us know this. This is true in our life. There have been times when we just really didn't know what we were doing. Um, and we just kind of ended up somewhere. And then we go, how did I get here? Well, you know, you look back and you're like, well, that was just, you know, it was just like this, just this crazy, confusing time where we ended up. But see, our God is a God of purpose. He is a God of purpose. He is not a God of chance. He is, he, does, he is not haphazard. He doesn't do things just willy-nilly. He is a God of purpose. And I love what Psalm 57 two says because it's a promise to me. I hope you hear it, read it as a promise to you. It says this, um, the writer of the Psalm said, I cry out to God most high, which right there, that's good news, folks, because there is nobody greater than God. There is no circumstance, there is no person, there is no challenge in front of you in 2019 that is greater than God. He is most high, he is the highest, everything is underneath him. That's good news. And the, the writer of this psalm says, I cry out to the most high God, no one's above him. And then he says this, to God who, and this is the good, he fulfills his purpose for me. Not my purpose that I would really like. He fulfills his purpose for me. So what is that purpose? What is God's purpose? Because I think when we can tap into that, when we can start to understand what that is, folks, then we have a grand destination. I mean, then we know we're going somewhere and we're going with purpose. So if our God is a God of purpose, and, and, and if we call ourselves followers of Christ, which means we are children of God, if we follow after God, shouldn't we also be people of purpose? I mean, if our God's a God of purpose, then we should be people of purpose, right? So, so I want us to talk about that today. And, and so what we're gonna focus on <clears throat> this morning is what does God's purpose for you look like? How do we even understand that? The next week, we're gonna pan back a little bit and we're gonna talk about God's purpose just for humanity, what that looks like from creation forward. What is the purpose? Why are we here as, as a you know, corporate group? And in the third week, we're gonna kind of focus back in and we're gonna talk about what is God's purpose for 
our church, this church, this place in 2019. So we're gonna, we're gonna do that. Um, so what does God's purpose for you look like? We're gonna talk about a little bit today. So when we wonder <clears throat> what God's purpose is for us, what I think a lot of us might do, I know I've done this, is we might think that it's actually a secret waiting to be revealed. You know, like God's kind of holding out on us, which, which can be true. I mean, I think there's times in our life that if we really knew what God was up to, we would either laugh in his face or we would turn and run scared, right? So he doesn't give us the whole picture. But it's not as if he's withholding from us. He wants us, our God wants us to know what he's about. Our God wants us to know what he's doing. And so let's look at that a little bit because I think if we were to... If, if you were to look at your life, if you were to examine your life and start to look at some of the smaller things, because see, when we talk God's purpose, sometimes we think big stuff, right? You know, the big decisions, the big choices, the big circumstances. But if you were to just look at some of the smaller decisions, I mean, I mean I'm looking here at some college students. Like, it was, you know, it's a big choice about, like, where you're gonna go to school. It's huge. Um, but then there's these smaller steps that happen inside of that big choice, like, you know, the major that you choose, which is big for your career, but like, and then it goes down to like, who are the people that you're going to choose to spend your time with when you're in college? You know, what, what campus ministry, or, or if you're even going to connect, like, who are you going to be around? I mean, those, those are small steps that, that are actually big, but there are these steps that happen in our life, you know? I think about our, our high school students and our middle school students and, and who, it is, who, who is it? And I know that Justin and Allison and Emily have talked to you guys about this, but who are the people that you've surrounded yourself with? Because you're gonna be like those people. And, and so, and so those are, there's a whole lot of small steps in that. Like, what are you doing Friday night? It's a small step. But it's all in this idea of where are we going as people of purpose? Because if I'm a follower of God, then every step we take is a step of purpose, okay? In parenting, the way we parent our kids, um, we're not perfect, right? We, and we all agree with this, parents, we're not perfect. But if we understand our purpose as parents and what we're doing and the destination we're going in and how we're raising our children, then uh, there's a whole lot of little steps in there that are gonna make a difference in, in how we're ministering to them, how we're guiding them, how we're disciplining them, um, just everything. See, so there's all these small steps. So think about your life. There's a bunch of small steps, but if you were to actually start to piece them together, what I hope you will see, or I hope you will start to see, is that if you're being faithful as a follower of Jesus, then you start to see how each step is moving in his purpose. Does that, does that make sense? Are you with me in that? And it's not like there's just that one purpose at the very end of your life that you're trying to get to. I mean, kinda yeah, but there's a whole bunch of other purposes that are all in line with who God is along the way, all right? So I want us to think about this. Um, you know, and some of these steps might be years in the making, and that's hard. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Some steps might happen in an instance. It's like, you know, God said go, so you go and you take the step and you move. And then there's other times where you're like, I'm ready. I'm ready any minute now. I'm just, you know, let's go. I'm ready. I'm re and he's like, no, you're good. You just hang out. You stay right there. But I'm ready to know you just, just be where you are. We need to understand this. God's timing, please hear this. If you're a note taker, this is a good one to write down. 
God's timing is nothing like ours. So be cool with that, okay? Try to let that settle in on you today. God's timing is nothing like ours. And, and if, we're, if we're frustrated that God's not working in our timeline, then get over yourself. I mean, that's the best I got for you on that one. Um, his timeline is nothing like ours. He's greater than us. Um, so I encourage you later to take a little bit of time and just go, all right, let me, look, let me do a review of my timeline. What are the steps that God has, has brought me in? What has he directed me in? How have I gotten to the point that I've gotten to today? I think you'll be really surprised to see um, if you are even attempting to be a faithful follower of Jesus. I think you'll be surprised at how the steps have come together and brought you to this place. Um, I know I've shared with some of you before in different times and in different messages um, a little bit of my timeline. I think about, I think back to when the Lord, over 20 years ago, when, when I knew that the Lord told me to come to Valdosta, Georgia. And, and it was so clear and it was so, uh, it, it, was, it was unmistakable that I was supposed to come and it happened so fast and it was so easy. So I, and it was, it was so, it was so clear and so fast and so easy that when I got here, I didn't even really unpack except for the necessities because I was certain that that next step was going to be just as quick and just as clear and just as fast and that he didn't want me to stay in Valdosta, Georgia. 20 years later, I'm telling you this story. We need to understand that his timing is, is not our timing, but he told me to come. But, you know, the next steps were vague and they were small and it was slow and it was hard. But I knew I was a try, and, and I'm not saying that I am, the, I am like the person you need to use the example for this. But I, I know in this instance, I knew what it was like to say where he told me to step, where he told me to go. And so I was, I was willing to go through the difficulty of waiting for the next step. And I wanted to be obedient in all the little steps in between. So when I get here and I'm thinking, oh, any minute I'm going somewhere else, any minute I'm going somewhere and starting a career, I waited tables, I substitute taught, which as when I became a believer, like first became a believer, I thought, I, really, I knew that my calling was to teach. And my assumption was, well, that meant teach school. Well, substitute teaching taught me very quickly that I was not going to be a school teacher. So God bless you school teachers, because it's, it's not my bag. So, um, but, so, but see, God used that, right? God used that small step of, of doing that to, to show me these things. And, and so, you know, this, all these things he did. So I knew without a doubt to, to come here was, was what I was supposed to do. So, so fast forward several years and, you know, just give you the quick rundown. Um, I know God's purpose for me is to be in ministry. Um, and until he changes that, I know that that is his purpose for me at this point in my life. I know it. I know it deep down in my bones. Some of you, you know what your calling is and what your purpose is. And, and man, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling when, when, when things are uncertain. So I know that. I know that God's purpose for me is to be married to Drew. Um, I'll say it as I say about every other message. Pray for him. He's married to me. I know God's purpose is for us to be parents to Mallory. I know that. 
I know that, that, that God's purpose for, for us is to, is to um, be present and genuine in the lives of the people that God has put in our sphere of influence. You know, our friends and, and the people we know and love and the people we don't know yet. Uh, I know this. Six years ago in 2012, so we had been in this space of Solomon's porch for about a year. Um, God continued, it's, it's almost like he, he continued or, re, or restarted, restirred something that had been in my heart back in 2002 when we even started the ministry of Solomon's Porch. I mean, we had been in here for a year. Things were great. We were in this beautiful space. It still had like the new carpet smell, you know, like that thing. It was just awesome. And, and, and we were just loving being in here. And he, he, he re-stirred up something in me of, of just continuing to be passionate, to be just as passionate as we were um, for the porch ministry to, to, to be you know, present in people's lives, to be innovative and to be real in reaching people of all ages with just the message of Christ. And, and, and so we knew that. And, and I, mean, I, I knew it then, and he re-stirred that in me um, in, in 2012. And, you know, you've... <laughs> I think what he did is he, he said, Shannon, I don't want you to settle. I don't want you to... Um, be content just because you've got the new carpet smell, you know, and the wonderful rafters and the bricks. Like, don't think that ministry is done because you have a space. Don't think it's done. And, you know, don't sit back. Don't be content. And, you know, don't think that, that we're finished doing this. And, and I think even by a lot of you, you know, you've seen the growth. You had a hard time finding a seat today. Um, we've got people downstairs, you know, our, our, we have a 930 service. In case you didn't know, you're welcome to come. Um, it's starting to fill up too. So, you know, we're, you've seen the growth. And um, I, I said this at 9.32. I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not bragging when I say this because it's not, this is not because of me. I, I'm just glad to be a part of it. This ministry is really special. I'm just glad to be part of it. Justin, we're just glad to be part of it. Um, and a lot of you know that. A lot of you get that, and that's why you're here. Um, and it's not perfect, but it's it's special. And and so, as as your pastor, as a follower of Jesus, I just want to continue. I'm talking about these steps. I'm talking about seeking the Lord. I'm talking about what is our purpose. I'm just sharing you a little bit of of where I am because I want you to do this review as well. Right? But as your pastor, as, uh, as a follower of Jesus, I want to continue to be faithful to that stirring. God, what are you doing? What do you want to do? Continue to seek the Lord. God, how do you want us to reach people with the message of Jesus Christ? How do you want us to let people know that you are a God of purpose and you have a purpose for your people? How do you want to do that? I want to be part of that. So... Review your timeline. I encourage you to do that. I want to share with you a couple of things and what I think about understanding what these steps of following God look like. Again, if you're a note taker, I think you'll, you'll like this list or it'll give you something to look back at later. We need to know some stuff about the steps. These steps of obedience, these steps of following the Lord, these, these steps of seeking after Him. Sometimes the step that God wants you to take, it is in absolute blind faith true obedience to him. Like, you know, you're supposed to lift up your foot, but you have no idea where your foot is going to land. And that can be scary, right? 
Like when you know, like you know that you know that you know that you're supposed to do something, respond to something, go in a certain direction, take the job, leave the job, go to the school, change the major, relationships, like all these things, like you know that you know, but you have no idea where your foot's going to land, but you know you're supposed to. It is just in true obedience to him, but you step out in faith. We need to know that because see, if you're looking for easy steps, then, then this is not the place to be following God and, and obedience to him and, and seeking after him and pursuing that destination. It's joyous. It is fulfilling. It is exciting, but folks, it can be real scary and you need to know that this isn't, you know, a life of faith is not an easy life, but oh my goodness, it is the best life. It's the best life. So some steps are in true obedience. Some steps, and I'm thankful for this one. I think a lot of you are too. Some steps are just recalculating to get back to them. You know, when you're following your maps and you you did not turn as you were commanded to do so. And so then you go down a little road and then it has to switch up. And then it's like, okay, now up here, hang a Yui. You know, that, you know, turn left, go back. You need to go three more. Get back on track. Some steps, folks, are recalculating. And that's great because that says a lot about the love and the grace of our Father who desires for us to be pursuing Him and seeking after Him. So know that. Don't beat yourself up if you feel like you're recalculating, even today, January 6, 2019. Like, you know that part of your recalculation is just showing up here today. God, I haven't been, I haven't been as faithful, I haven't been as committed, I haven't, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to church. Good. You're taking steps. You're, you're, you're moving towards and being in the purposes of God for your life, and that's a good thing, so don't beat yourself up about that. And I think it goes hand in hand with the recalculation is this. Some steps we take are in the wonderful, amazing, prevenient grace of God who works in our lives before we even see it happening. Like he is, you know, again, you do your timeline review later and you're gonna see ways in which God was moving in your life and you did not even know it at the time. But he like orchestrated the conversation, right? He aligned that, that opportunity, that moment, and, and he was working in your life before you ever even realized it. I love that fact that, that for many of us, we look back at times in our life and when it was only by God's grace working in, in, in us and through us that we ended up where we were. Like we know we should have ended up somewhere else. We know where that path was going, but God's provenient grace nudged us back, pulled us back, moved us in a way. And we look back and go, wow, that had to be God. You with me? Okay. I didn't even see anyone nod. I just said, okay, as if someone nodded to me. Some steps are painful. Some steps, some steps hurt. Some steps in, in following after God and being a person of purpose and saying, this is where I know God wants me to go, they're gonna hurt. You might have to say goodbye to somebody or to a situation. You might have to, to let go of something that you thought in your mind, in your will, was what your life was gonna be. But as you pursue God, you realize there's something else. There's something more. There's something different. It might, it might change your, you know, your, your salary range. You know, then you were like, dang, I thought I was gonna be making this, but I'm doing this, but this is what God wants me to do. You, know, you just don't know. There's, some steps are painful, we would all love to feel secure and comfortable in our faith journey, but some steps are just hard 
and they hurt. But I believe that moving towards God, being in his purpose, seeking after him, being part of where he's taking us, folks, that it will be glorious. It will be good, that you will see the, the, the sunshine, that it might be hard now, but you'll see that it will be better coming. It's there. I love the phrase that, um, that Justin uses a lot with his student ministry. Um, he says it here. I, I know he probably says it with our college students, but he says the best is yet to come. And sometimes that reality is that it might really stink right now, but the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. So some steps are, are in obedience to him. Some steps are recalculating. Some steps are in his divine, prevenient grace, saving us from being complete knuckleheads. Sometimes the steps are painful. And folks, sometimes the steps are absolutely liberating because you know that where you have been is not where God wanted you to be. And as you take that step of faith, you take that step of obedience to him, you feel the chains come off. You feel what has been holding you back and restricting you just release. And that's a wonderful thing. So I think I already said this, but I want to say it again, maybe a little more clearly and, and maybe concisely so we can take it in. It's not that we just take that one step and we're done. It's not that there's that one place we go to. Think of it like this. Every step of faith that we take in obedience to God's purpose is just as important as the final step you ever take towards God. Like the final step you ever take before you, know, before you meet Jesus face to face. Every step that you've taken along the journey is just as important because we're living into the purposes of God. And he has purposes for us here right now today. It's not about just getting to the sweet by and by. He's got purposes now, here, today, for you and me. And so if our God is a God of purpose, is he? Okay. And if we're followers of Jesus, are you? Some of you. Then shouldn't we be people of purpose? So how do we do this? Note takers love this part too. I want to offer you three ways. And I'm not saying if you write these three down, then suddenly a bolt of lightning will come and God will reveal his destination for you for this year. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I'm telling you, we need to put these into practice. And this can be for a third grader. I'll throw my second grader in there. And for, for the 80-year-old. Okay? I mean, this is true for all of us. How do we do this? How do we hear God better? How do we see him more clearly? How do we know God's purpose? Well, the first thing we need to do is for, ask God for his wisdom and ask him for his direction. I mean, how many of us are sitting here right now going, yeah, I want, your, I want to know what your purposes are. I want to know what you have. I want to know what's in store. But then we just leave here and we go to lunch, which is fine. Go eat lunch. But like, we don't even think about it. Like, then we just go do whatever we do on Monday. No, we need to be asking God for his wisdom and for his direction. Because it's in that we will know the heart of God. We will understand who he is. James 1, uh, 5 says this. If you need wisdom, raise your hand if you need wisdom. I'll wait till all the hands are up because we all need it. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. See, he's not hiding it. He's not keeping it. Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. 
You know how sometimes you don't want to ask a question because you're afraid you're going to get no? You're afraid of the answer? This is not how God works with us. Ask for wisdom. That's, that's incredibly good news, folks. God wants to show you. He wants to give you understanding. He wants to pour out his wisdom on you. It's not like he's, he's holding out on us to make us miserable. That's not how he works. So, so how do we know the purposes of God? The first thing we need to do is we need to start asking for wisdom. We need to start asking for him to re- reveal his direction for us. If you're not doing that now, start doing it. Start doing it. Secondly, It seems like it might just be common knowledge, but I'm going to say it. We need to read the Bible. We need to read the scriptures. If you really want to know the heart of God, read his word. Um, There are, there's just Psalm 119, 115 says this. Now it's one of these verses that it's been cross-stitched by your granny and it's been laminated and you might have it tattooed somewhere, okay? But I want you to hear it anyway because sometimes we hear a verse and we go, okay, well, I know that one. Listen to this. This is the psalmist, the writer of this is talking to God and he says, your word, God, your word is a lamp to guide my feet. So obviously it's dark. Obviously there's unknown. Obviously the writer of this Psalm did not know where he was headed. He did not know where his foot was gonna go down. He did not know and he says, but your word is a lamp to my feet and it is a light for my path. That's what God's word is. You wanna know what God's purpose is for you. You wanna know the direction he has for you, the destination that he's taking you in. Then read God's word. There, if you've got the Bible app on your phone, there are so many reading plans you can get on there. It comes to your phone every morning. You can get several. You can read them. You can sign up for email stuff to get. You can get. It's it's not hard. If you're like I want a real, I want the Bible in my hand. Then and you're not reading something, just read Proverbs. Just just go to Proverbs. Just start reading it. You want wisdom? Go to Proverbs. If nothing else, it'll just tell you to keep your mouth shut because that's pretty much all of Proverbs. But that's. For me, that's really wise. So um, that's always um, a good word. So, but we need to know God's word. So we need to ask him for wisdom. We need to ask for direction. We need to read his word. And then thirdly, we need to, and this is the hardest one, is we need to trust God. We need to trust God because it will be scary. It will be difficult. It might be hard. We don't know. We, you know, we read the verse about him lighting our path. We, we, we might think that means he's going to show us the next mile and a half. It's not. It just means he might just show us the next step. So it's going to be scary, but we've got to trust God. It can be so confusing and frustrating, but if we want to move forward, we have got to trust God. If we want to be people of purpose, we have got to trust God. I want to share this final verse with you as we move towards communion. And it says this. Again, this is one of those cross-stitched, laminated, hanging by your doorway kind of uh, passages of scripture. The 23rd Psalm, right? You've heard it a lot. You know it. I want to read it to you from the message because it just says the words a little bit differently. I just want to read to you from verse 3. And this is what it says. Again, The psalmist is writing a song, a praise to God. And he says this, true to your word. So we've got to know his word to know if he's being true to it. Okay, true to your word. I love this. You let me catch my breath. Anyone feel just exhausted at the end of the year? So we're going into this year. True to your word. You let me catch my breath. 
and send me in the right direction. Folks, our God is a God of purpose. And he wants us to know it. He wants us to be involved in it. He wants us to be engaged in it. He wants us to be excited about it. Because it's in that where we will move towards what he truly has for us. And I have no idea what it is. But I'm excited to be a part of it.